Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience, my name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. He's so bummed. And Simon. What's going on? Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We are going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to talk about each guest, uh, give our opinions, talking points, this, that, and the next. Uh, let's start this week off by stating the obvious. Uh, our province is locked down. So it's like a $6,000 fine for meeting up with people outside of your household. We don't make enough to justify that. Uh, so uh, Simon and Kamar are... Actually, Simon is at the studio, oddly enough. I'm at home uh, with the board, and Kamar is also at home uh, via FaceTime. So we're going to make this one quick. It was a shit week anyway, but I just had to get that out of the way. Uh, first, as we normally do, Kamar, do you want to read off some Patreon stuff? Yeah, I'd love to, Maddie. <laughs> um, also, I just want to say, I think you found a new announcer. What do you mean? Well, you did a great job announcing. That was a... Uh, oh, just a one-off. Just a one-off. Cause... I don't know, man. That was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty special. What's that? But, uh... I said it was much better than the time I tried. I don't remember you I don't tried. know if you remember that. It was I want to give a big shout-out to Kyle Chinniat Chadak. There's no he way you did didn't... There's no way you didn't butcher that oh, name. Oh, no. It's about time you need some Patreon for you to put your name. But uh, Kyle, thank you. Merry Christmas all the same. Thank and you, then a uh, big shout out to Jesse Haroldson. <laughs> Jesse, thank you, Jesse. Jesse also wrote us a very nice uh, nice little note there, too. That was... It was touching. It was touching. I'd read it, but I, I used to offer to pull it up. Yeah, well, we're, um, all, we're all doing this via our phone, so it's, it's not... Uh... I also want to give a shout out to Big Papa who messaged me on the gram and apologized because he uh, can't afford a Patreon anymore. And I just thought it was commendable that he felt shame for not being a supporter. <laughs> Fucking dick you are. No, thank you for listening, everybody. Not to tell you support. I gave him a personal weather report. Despite <laughs> his inability I sent him a video of me showering. <laughs> my conscience is clear. I can't get Kamara in the shower or a personal weather report. So. That's right. So, Big Papa, you're the one. That's all right. I'm convinced Simon doesn't subscribe to our YouTube channel, so I think we're even. I do not. I do. Okay. Um shit week and we have no ads to run so we're really going to make this one in particular really short i hope um and hopefully next week will be a little what go ahead no i just said every time we've ever said that we've gone like three plus hours so 
yeah, but this week is uh, particularly bad just because of the setup we have here. So we'll uh, we'll make this short. That being said, Kamar, how was your week, real quick? Merry Christmas, lads. Oh, I had a great week. Merry Christmas. Um, I was thinking this is a better Christmas for me than last year. So it's all about perspective. Um, In the last year, I had lost my job, got in trouble with the law, so uh, things are looking up for me. Well, if That's you, Simon. I'm not sure if you remember or not, but also uh, last Christmas for me, I uh, I missed Christmas because I was. I felt I was asleep over the toilet for like the whole day with some sort of illness, food poisoning. You had pre pre COVID. Yes, yes. Maybe I maybe I had uh, COVID then. Who knows? That's right. So uh, a lot of people had a bad Christmas, but yeah. So you're that person, Matt. You're the uh, what do they call that? Typhoid Mary. Yeah. No, I was patient zero for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Simon, how was your uh, Hanukkah? How was your week? Uh, Christmas was good. We did stuff they were happy with and uh yeah just been busy i'm happy that it's done now i even come on. close to talking about my week though oh sorry <laughs> did you guys watch the monday night football game no it was cincinnati versus pittsburgh and uh pittsburgh was 10 and 2 cincinnati was uh 2 and 10 playing with a third string quarterback so what do you imagine the result would be is pittsburgh just to beat the brakes off them and uh, Cincinnati won, and they were playing like they were in the Super Bowl. It was maybe the most exciting game of the season. And uh, since you didn't watch that, <laughs> there's no real uh, context. But then uh, this week, me and Matt had our team embarrassed. Well, at least you guys put points on the board. But the Detroit Lions got shellac yesterday, and it was uh, rude awakening. Hold on. We gave up. We, we put up 33 and lost by 20. <laughs> like, just but we put up seven and lost by thirty-five. <laughs> the same fucking thing, exactly. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had three hundred and fifty yards of offense in the first half. <laughs> Kamar, we a player on the opposing team had six rushing touchdowns. We sucked. So bad. It was just it was just such a week for football. And people were um, actually texting me asking me, Hey, are you guys are you guys mathematically eliminated now? And I was like, oh, dude, don't lose my number. Just fuck off. <laughs> and I put both of those teams in my pool just for you guys. Well, well you know you what's the complete opposite. You know what could make yeah. up for it is I have like a six a six game parlay today for a stupid payout. So if that thing hits, that would just make up for the whole shebang are you done with your week mark can we move on to simon sorry man no no i was just no no listen we can take as much time as you'd like we uh we're on no time limit here no no i just i didn't know where to put that in because the Cincinnati Pittsburgh game was just amazing because the third string quarterback looked like he was a ups driver like it, it just was like all odds against him and they pulled he it came out in the bottom short he came out in short yeah exactly but, it, I mean, I was watching Pittsburgh in uh, Indianapolis today, and it looked like they're falling apart, so maybe it wasn't Cincinnati. But it was just a magical game. Simon, you're you uh, you, you, you you're done with your week then? Was that it? Kamar, you done? Yes, yeah, no. Tap out. <laughs> Simon, how was your week? 
My week was fine. I watched uh, Shameless. I didn't know that there, I hadn't seen season 10. So that was super cool. I had a whole seat because I love Shameless. I, have a, I had a whole season to watch. And then I started watching season 11. It has to do with COVID. It fucked me up so bad that like, it's so weird watching shows based on reality at the moment. It's weird. And then I started watching The Judge. Yeah. The Judge? That's a fucking tense show, man. Yes, it is. Yeah. Come on. I think we lost you audio-wise. Yeah, we lost we lost him audio. <laughs> and there he's gone, gone fully. Keep going, though. The, yeah, the judge, um, is, uh, the judge anyway, is no joke. It's like watching The Night Of, but for multiple episodes. You, you, do you remember The Night Of? That's the one where the guy goes to jail, and it's that one night of his life where Oh, he goes and has, like, sex with the girl, and she ends up dead. Yeah, and... exactly. It's so stressful, you know? And with this one, I just find myself yelling at that son. You fucking asshole. Your dad is doing everything for you. He's putting it all on the line. Every, like, uh, you know, he's such an honest judge, and he had to put all his morals aside to try and save his son. And this kid is like, I just want to turn myself the fuck off. A true father. But, uh, That's where it lost yeah. me, though, yeah. Simon. Is it, it, it just doesn't, like, I don't know. Do they really kill a judge's son? The mafia? I haven't got. Why did they kill him? No, that's my question. What I'm plot saying is like. What, no, it's not a plot spoiler. My, what I'm saying is I've seen as much as you. What I'm saying is like, Brian Cranston's character. His his theory is like, well, I can't. I I I was an inch away from turning him in and doing the right thing, and then I realized who he killed, and all of a sudden it's it's game over, game changer. I think the only reason, Maddie, that that may be like a plausible storyline is because he killed the guy's son that, you know, if it's one of his capos, I think he gets over it, but like, you know, and the way he was left there on the street and like, it just seemed he, they didn't know that the kid actually tried to save him. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know who's in the SUV. <laughs> Kamar. How was your yeah. week, Maddie? My week was awful. You got uh, PlayStation, didn't you? No. The complete opposite. Oh, I saw you selling something. Yeah. So what happened? Gave him a... What happened was Walmart e- emailed me saying we've refunded you seven hundred and eleven dollars. I called them. Suck a dick. Yeah, I called them saying, "What the fuck is this?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, you're not the thing we promised you twice. You're not getting. Here's your money and fuck off." So I ended up giving the PlayStation Five that I had back to Buddy so he could sell it at a profit. So... No. Well, he, I mean, he offered it to me at like a premium, which I just wasn't, <laughs> which I wasn't going to do on principle. Right. Cause I did everything right on my end. So I was like, yeah. fuck this shit. I'm not, I'm not spending an extra like 300 bucks. I don't care enough. Corporation. Yeah. The worst part of Maddie is I'm just imagining at one point when you saw that $700 back in your account, you thought maybe Walmart was doing the right thing, refunding you your money and sending you your PlayStation anyway. No, so here's the first part of that. The first thing is that the money obviously isn't even there yet. It takes seven to ten business days, and it's Christmas, so it'll show up sometime oh. in February. Yeah. The other yeah. thing, Simon, that obviously is terrible, I put it on my credit card, which I paid off, and it's going back on my credit card, which is at zero. So I'm just going to have a $700 credit on my credit card, which doesn't gain interest, doesn't, you know what I mean? It, 
It's just a lose lose for me across the board. Yeah, yeah. Walmart seems to make out pretty good in that situation. Yeah, and then the problem is, is like there's no one to bitch to. You know what I mean? You just opened a business and you've been shut down for your first thirty days of business, and I can't. So I'm bitching about nothing at the end of the day. So what a horrible experience. People should still hold Walmart accountable, man. Yeah, listen, I wish, I, you know, obviously I wish we had a million listeners for other reasons, <laughs> but I wish we had a million listeners just on like the, you know, the Twitter war we could get into just to get me my fucking product. But, and that don't was the other shop there, everybody. Yeah, don't shop at Walmart. That's all we can say. Anyway, we, we should know all that. <clears throat> yeah, we should probably get to Joe because uh, he really did all of us a disservice this week. For yourself. Do you want to run through the uh, episodes, Kamar? For the I listeners, do. Kamar's checking his phone, which we're talking on, so it's very... It's a... uh, we start off the week of 1582. New York, former uh, New York Times reporter and anti-marijuana advocate, Alex Brunson. 1582, everyone's favorite Jew. <laughs> this guy. Fucking... And then we had disgruntled restaurateurs, 1583, John Tazarian and Craig Susser. And we finish off the week with a surprise Saturday podcast to our chagrin. Uh, Todd White, uh, ex uh, SpongeBob uh, animator artist. I don't know because I'll get into it when we get to it. 1584. Todd White. So can I want to start with one? With obviously, I think these were all recorded before Christmas. Would you agree? Yeah, it doesn't make sense, the uh, release of them all. Yeah, okay. Saturday, I know he doesn't know what we do, so it's obviously not a knock on us. But this... he, was, he, was, he was not in the studio on Boxing Day. Yeah, so this these Saturday drops can fuck right off. I think we can also now... I've decided that there's no more MMAs. Like everything just... For now, for now yeah. No, I just True. don't think they're... I think he's done with labeling things MMA. Because this Todd White one, that's an MMA, no? I think it was coincidental. I, I, I know what you're saying. I thought it was, but no. Simon? MMA is a fighter. The artist stuff. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm leaning into this mic. I'm so used to it now. Um, the MMA, I, I, I thought exactly what you thought, Matt. But, I mean, it was like 60-40 art MMA, other stuff MMA. I don't know. And the fact that he... But I was super pissed. Yeah, no, it's it unappreciated. But the fact that he got into jujitsu before anything, like, had he been like, oh, I heard on your podcast he got into it, that'd be a problem. But he's, he's as deep as it gets, you know? It was... It saved the week for me. Because I, 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 I was, like, really just down, down on the, the Joe Dump here. No, it's definitely the best podcast of the week. Sure. Okay, I'm not arguing whether it was the best or not the best podcast of the week. It. I would have just... Listen, he could have done nothing this week, and for us, that would have been fucking perfect, obviously. Instead, he goes and has... Go ahead, Sorry. Simon. No, no. We need to see a, like, legitimate MMA guy who doesn't have, like, any good background story and see how he labels it, and then we'll know. And then we can say the MMAs are done, yeah. Well, and they've gone full. Uh, they're obviously using Spotify graphic designers, I assume now, because you notice that the they changed the whole. Like it's been how many? It's been how many episodes 
with that font and that layout. You know what I mean? That's probably been a thousand, if not more. By by the by, boys, I got my first ad. What does that mean? You got your first ad? Spotify, yeah. I got my first ad came up during the Todd White episode. So imagine that a Saturday drop, and <laughs> I'm now part of the fucking flood like the rest of you. Yeah, well, I think I got two ads during the Todd White or I lived in twice and heard the same ad. So here's a financial company. Oh, here's a fun, here's a fun, weird little thing before we actually start the week off because we're, we're starting with the last one right now. I noticed that during one of the episodes, it felt like there was a weird cut. And I wasn't watching. I was just listening. And it was during the Alex Berenson one. So I was really curious. I was like, did, did, did they cut something out there? What happened? So I, I hit the back 15 seconds thing twice. And then an ad appeared. So I think what happens too is I think sometimes it's the, the algorithm can't decide whether you should or shouldn't get an ad. And it like it puts like a hard stop in there. I don't know. It's, I, I have so many weird conspiracies towards this fucking advert thing but anyway who gives a shit let's start the week off oh let's rate it first how about that we'll start with you Simon. i got the board um i'll give this week like uh, i wish i had my numbers to show you matt uh what a consummate professional i am though Simon. you just pointed out i don't even have the board i'm just so dialed into our yeah. show that it's just fucking tight matt fucking tight just i'm staring at it and couldn't even remember <laughs> i'm gonna have to give this week like a one one two five, I think. Yeah, Kamar. I thought you guys give it a zero, but I give it a two and a half. I mean, I can't give it a zero. Uh, I don't know, man. I'd say one and a half, realistically. That might be generous. <laughs> we'll find out, though. We'll start with uh, Alex right. Barrons and Kamar. Would you say 1574? 72? Uh, Whatever. I think it's in the 80s. I think it's 1582. I know it rhymed. <laughs> I know it rhymed with Jew because I made a little thing there. <laughs> I'll I'll start off by saying I think this podcast could have come across better had it been. And I know we don't like this, but a debate sort of format. It'd be if there was someone else to push back on what he said because it was. I don't know. He's not a scientist. He's not a doctor. He's a reporter. Um, One of my least favorite guests of all time. There's that. I mean, that's a bias. That's a different story. That, that doesn't help. That's, so I was going to say that right off the jump. My big thing was going to be, if this guy had never been on before, it might have been a different story. But right off the jump, listening, not even watching, right off the jump, I was like, why do I recognize this guy's voice? And then he mentioned the weed thing, and I was like, yes. And then I opened it up to look, and I was like, oh, yeah, I hate this guy. And I was like, and there's a good chance whatever he's spitting out here, I'm going to fucking despise. Or not even despise. It's that I think with the weed thing, I feel like he's he's fighting a weird battle. It's almost like, a, it's almost like, a, I don't want to use this as an example, but I will. You know, when we immunize people, we realize that, the immunization might kill one in 10,000 people, but we do it for the greater good. And it's a shitty thing that we accept. You know, weed has so much good potential that pointing out that one in, you know, 50,000 people have schizophrenic issues 
and yelling about it on the soapbox that he does doesn't feel like it does anyone the favors that he thinks it's doing. That's all. So, so coming into this one, I'm, I'm weary. Like, yeah, we all right agreed on... about him last time. Go ahead, Sai. Sorry. I was going to say, I think you're right on the money when, like, he, what he's saying, just back to the weed, and then we'll, we won't talk about it anymore, but he, his points are valid. They're totally valid, but it's the crusade that he's on. It's this, like, lost cause. It's not a lost cause. It's, like, a, a misguided, you know? You take on the opiate war, fuckface. You know, would, like, would it be more it, helpful though if his son smoked marijuana and committed suicide or something because he was the one in the fifty thousand? Yes, that would help. I mean, it's great, yeah, but listen, Kamar, if it's a Lorenzo's oil thing like you're saying, where he's like, my son smoked marijuana once, had a psycho thing, and like killed someone and is now in jail, or himself had, you know, now is just a schizophrenic on the street for sure. At least I understand it better. But it seems like he's just picked this one thing. It feels like he got bullied in high school by someone who smoked weed and now has just chosen weed as, like, the thing that, I don't know. Or was looking to write a book and found, like, a cause he could get behind, you know? Sure. Either way, I mean, like I said, it just, it made, it made going into this one, uh, I had bias for sure. I knew, I knew that would happen. And I, I was like, I don't, I don't think we should even do this podcast. I mean, again, well, I, was, talk about I was ready to take the week off anyway, but let's, I mean, we're here, well, we're doing no, it, so. I, I didn't mean us do this podcast. I mean, we used to say Alex Brunson is an N.A., not applicable, move on to the restaurateurs. Yeah, unfortunately. You, um, go ahead, Sai. Sorry, sorry. Um, the, like, it seems all a little misplaced, too, because, you know, as this is coming out, I'm finding out that there's a new strain of COVID that has made its way into our country now. You know what I mean? Like it, it just seemed like they were talking about something that maybe wasn't even the case right now. I don't know, man. I'm so confused by the whole fucking thing. What I want to say is I think with this podcast and the next podcast, no matter what you want to, what your position is, you cannot argue that our government has done right by citizens and supporting them in doing this. So we have a totally different perspective yeah. than Americans do Yeah, because it's, it's a mess over there. I mean, that's one of the things they didn't talk about. I mean, let's say this, though. So, no, real quick, Sai. At least on a personal level, Kamar, I think you're right. I think if you own a business, it's a little bit dicier. I think Simon could speak to that way more than I could, as I've never owned a business. He's trying to open one during a pandemic. I do agree with you, though, Kamar. By and large, our country has done a far better job of helping everyone live through this. So you're right in everything you said. Correct. Sorry, Simon, go ahead. So, Or Kamar, whoever. I just say we, we, we have a different perspective than Americans. Yeah. Go ahead, Sai. I was just going to say that I'm like, I am personally so ignorant to what's going on in the state that I just assume that they all got checks like we did. Yeah. So last. And when I heard that that wasn't the case, like, I don't even know what to make of that because I can't understand. Well, now I can, obviously, but, like, I can't believe there's not more riots and more fucking, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. 
telling people you can't open your business, but then not cutting them a check to help them survive, like, the time they're not allowed to work, that's mental. I mean, what's really crazy is the two years we've been doing this show, we've heard countless people come on and drop the stat about how many Americans live without enough money to get through, you know, the next month, if something were to happen, catastrophic. And here we are, a nine-month catastrophe, and they've given out 1200 bucks. I, I read a, a thing the other day. I think it's like they, they're giving them 400 pennies a day. That's what the U.S. government has given its citizens, which... It's gross. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, like you said, Simon, it's, it's, it's crazy that there hasn't been more unrest. I was trying to imagine, like, where I would be right now with my family and everything if I wasn't, like, we, I, we wouldn't have made it, man. There's no fucking way. Like, well, well, we'd be, but we'd be, really you know? We'd be a lot more irate and uh, more saying this is ridiculous. It's got to stop. Well, and, and look, th that's exactly my point. So, Granted, there are weird things for businesses that are just opening, that don't have any track record. They can't get money from the government. There's weird stuff there. But for the most part, the Canadian government was willing to kind of help your business during the lockdown if you were forced to shut down. Well, weren't they offering, wasn't the Canadian government saying, we'll give you a loan and you only have to pay back? half of it at like zero interest or something. I, I, I can't remember what it I was. Thought, but... I'm not sure what it was, but I, I know for sure they were um, paying parts of salaries. What is that? It's either That's you me. or Kamar. Oh, it's Kamar. That's Kamar. Um, they were paying parts of people's salaries and things like that, right, Maddie? So there was help being given to the businesses. But if the you only... lock those businesses down, and then tell them that they can't open and then not help them out. Like, you're just, that's disaster waiting to happen. The only weird thing in Canada is with businesses with the rent subsidies, the landlords had to agree to it. It wasn't just, yeah. here's how it's going to happen. Your landlord had to say, okay, I'll buy into this, which, I mean, I think most landlords were um, into it, but. We're much better off than Americans are. Yeah, I mean, uh, across the fucking board, I get it. I get a check for nine hundred dollars every two weeks. I mean, we're getting a we're getting to a point though where you're gonna have a real problem. Like when I say that, you're working right now, Kamar, and you're probably making the same amount of money, but you're actually working. And we're gonna get to a point where oh, no, I make I make a bit more, so that's why it's not like that. Why do I not do that or whatever? Not why do I not do that? But again, like we're, you know, right now you're not, but two years down the road, if you hear someone gloating about how they've just been sitting around fucking, you know, it gets, uh, it gets pretty dicey. Well, no, I, that's, that's my problem, Matty, is I hear people gloating right now. Why? I don't think I'll throw anyone on the bus, but I, I'm conversating with people like, this is the best. I'm rolling. Like, like this is a good thing. And it's like, uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it aggravates me, and I'm sure the majority of people want life to go back to normal, do stuff, but I've heard people say, I'm loving it, 
hope this goes on forever. Ugh. Whether it be whether it be for the financial um, security or people who don't like to do events or whatever and have excuses, it's I don't know if it's selfish or just like I, I think it is selfish. But. Well, clearly, if you'd rather this than to have to work, you're a fucking moron. Because this sucks. In any event, so Alex, uh, the biggest thing I guess is the death issue, which we've we've talked about a couple times on the podcast. Whether um, you had COVID a month earlier than you die, it's a COVID death that's uh, screwing up the statistics. But it doesn't matter. We're not. You know how we talk about government policy? Yeah. Like you implement a policy now, and you're only going to see three years later what that actually does. Yeah, it's, it's the exact same thing. To criticize what's going on right now, no one knows till. That that's my biggest problem with this guy. I mean, not my biggest problem, with him, but my major problem. No, not even my major problem. But <laughs> a problem with him is that is that he's like. You're not an expert on anything, douchebag. You're accumulating data, and it's data from a year. Like, that's not how people write books. That's not how people do research. They don't, the same way you're not supposed to rush a vaccine, you don't rush your collection of information either. I just feel like it's like with aliens. If you're too quick now to um, be just a staunch denier, you're, you may be in for like a, a, to have to eat your own words, you know? And with this guy, when his words are, like, making people potentially risk other people's lives, like, I don't know what's right and what's wrong. But, again, my thing has always just been hedge your bet. And this guy is, like, don't hedge any bet, you know? Well, that's why I said it'd be better if this is a debate with someone else on another side. Then there's more Joe going for his confirmation bias to confirm that, well, and, and having to take a position that I know he didn't believe in order to play devil's advocate so that somebody was calling this guy on something, you know? Yeah, I mean, Kamar, Kamar maybe hit the nail on the head at the beginning. Like, if you're going to have this guy on, I mean, I guess the argument for Joe is like, well, I had Christakis on, so this is kind of the counter to that. But like you just said, Simon, one guy is a fucking Harvard professor in this field and the other guy's a journalist not to take away from journalists you know but it it just seemed like i don't know i mean again it really sucks for us listening to this because we find out two days before this comes out that we're going to get locked down for a month and you know whether you want to believe it works or not it fucking sucks also because the numbers in auto are very low and there's a whole thing around that too because our numbers are so low we're being not punished, but we're being grouped in with like the greater area that we're a part of and they're treating us the same way. Listen, I'm a business, like I'm trying to start something right now. This is the worst possible thing that could happen. At the same time, I'm like, I want this to be over. And the way to do that is not to say, oh, we're fine. No, it's to lock down. And well, we don't know that. But we don't not know that. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. So am I, agree I willing that. to say, am I willing to say for one month, for this one month, and then potentially that, like, gets us over the hump? Or 
roll the dice and take our chances. I just got to think the month is the way to do it. I mean, Simon, now I'm not saying. Sorry, sorry to cut ahead. you off. No, just real quick. I mean, as someone who ran a business for the better part of 20 years, you know better than, oh, we lost him. What I was going to say is he knows better than most that January is a terrible month for almost every business regardless. So realistically, if you're going to do it, probably now is the time anyway, especially in Canada where it's miserable and January just fucking across the board. January fucking sucks. It's the time where most people go on vacation. Go ahead, Simon. Matt, trust me, the right time to do this for Toronto and Alberta and all of the, you know what I mean? Was a month ago. They let everybody have their Christmas. Like what you're saying is absolutely true. Look, I feel terrible even complaining about anything. Kind of the same way with you and your PlayStation, Matt. Because people in the States, like I don't even know, you know, we're not, here I am complaining about potentially being, you know, like it's gross. But that's where we are. And I just think that this is the right thing to do. And, and I could be wrong. I probably am. I mean, this is going to bleed into the kind of the next podcast a little bit, but you have to, you got to think about it politically too, because let's, let's rewind to Sunday, last Sunday, okay, a week ago, we're recording our podcast, we finished the podcast, Simon gets notice on his phone from, I guess, your, your wife and your brother that Ontario's going to lock down. Now, at that time, what the three of us were told was it would be the 24th that the lockdown would start, which meant no Christmas, realistically, outside of your own household. Now, we come to find out two days later that it actually starts the 26th, the day after Christmas. So it this thing just reeks politically of we care, but we don't care enough not to get reelected. Because if you think about it, you're letting people have the two days where they're going to meet up with tons of people, where they're going to maybe be in a house of 12 random people. You know what I mean? Like, you're opening it up. Christmas is the time where you actually should have locked down. It should have been the 24th. But they waited till the 26th because, again, the backlash of public being like, fuck this, you know, I, it's ugly. I mean, we're really... That totally bleeds into, that totally bleeds into the next episode. Yeah, that's why I was saying. I, but but it, it also has to do with this one and the lockdown because that's what this guy's talking about is, is the lockdown going to work? And, I mean, we don't have a choice. We're in it. You know, we're officially locked well, yeah, down. So absolutely. But my weirdness is we locked down... We're locking down again. If this turns into rolling lockdown, then I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, I just don't think people who are not scientists or doctors, and that's the one thing he pointed out that science isn't like math. Math is like a law, science is constantly changing. Well, it's not that science is changing, it's just that how you read into the findings of a scientific study can be argued like i've you know the, oh, that's why it's science. of course like i was watching brett weinstein's show this week and uh you know he was talking about how him and his i don't know if it's his wife or whoever he does the podcast with but they were arguing about how they interpreted some data and again they're two very smart people but looking at a data set that they both understood greatly they they couldn't quite agree they agreed on a lot of it but there was a few things they couldn't come to terms with and that right there is kind of where we where we lie is that, you know, two really smart people in their field can't quite get to grips. And unfortunately with this COVID thing, we're dealing with everything in real time, man. Like it doesn't usually work that way. Usually something happens, you have time to think tank it and 
you know what I mean? And everything just has to, there are going to be things that are done wrong. And there are going to be things that are done right. And we're just not going to know them for a while. But for people to sit around and like, just be so adamant one way or another, I think is, I don't know, man. Like, how do we know? Nobody knows. (laughs) One of my big points, one of the things I was yelling at the whole time at this guy is like, like you were saying, Simon, this guy's a year's worth of data. You don't know that five years down the road, COVID isn't so detrimental to your heart or respiratory system that, that it kills you five years down the road, even if you're healthy. So the same thing this guy's arguing works against him in that you don't know, buddy. It could be that you're healthy, and then five years later, COVID fucking kills you dead where you stand. Kamar's smiling. But What's up? if Diablo Avocado, we find out the lockdown is far worse than COVID, we say, oh, well, you throw our hands in the air. Diablo Avocado. Again, nobody's asking you to shut down forever. Not yet, anyway. You know what I mean? They're just saying things have now gotten out of control, like they did at the start, and we're going to – this is for us I'm talking about now. They're asking you to shut down for a month, to, to stay in your house for a month. It definitely is real time, so it's stupid to uh, talk in absolute. But uh, one of the interesting things you said is that we actually know more about the virus than the vaccine at this point. As far as, you, you know what I mean, as far as the effects of the virus or the effects of the vaccine. Yeah, but this, this guy might as well work for CNN, as far as you're concerned. You shouldn't believe a fucking word coming out of this guy's mouth. New York Times writer? It's not believing him, but I would take the vaccine. They I would take the COVID. I'm, uh, I'm, like, out there, you know what I mean? There are people who are like, well, I'll wait till other people get the vaccine before I take it. I feel like Kamar. You know I, mean? I feel like Kamar would be like Brad Pitt in that in World War Z, where he's like in the cold room injecting himself with COVID. Meanwhile, there's doctors there, like there's an antidote beside you. Kamar just doesn't give a fuck. Fuck this. Well, like, should we not give a shout out for people who did get COVID to make the vaccine? They're heroes, right? Well, I don't think they the specifically 20- got COVID to get the vaccine. That's not how that works. I don't know how it worked, but there's 20,000 people or so did these tests, had vaccines, got COVID, or 10,000 did. It was a blind placebo, I'm sure. But there there was a thing on CBC talking about these people who got COVID to to help make the vaccine. I think that's brave and uh, commendable. I have to look into that. I don't know if people specifically got COVID or if they just found COVID patients to test, but either way... They're also going to be the first people to get the vaccine, Kamar. But if the vaccine's detrimental, just like you're saying, if COVID kills you in five years, Diablo Avocado. Can I? Can I commendable. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Kamar, um, I, I get the impression. Like, what? Are you going to take the vaccine? Sure. I'll do whatever it takes to shut people up. <laughs> 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 it's like the weird thing is when you look at like if you got COVID and survived you would be like well I don't have to take the vaccine I am the vaccine right yes or no we don't know if you can get it twice no 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 no, no but we don't know anything but you see once you get it you have antibodies like no I don't assume good. that I've gotten the flu multiple times in my life yeah but you, do you get the Blue vaccine multiple times? Well, I've never gotten the flu. I don't know if I've ever... 
Well, no, but your you argument is get, if you get your argument is if you get COVID, you're just fucking free and clear. You are the vaccine. Even if you get a flu vaccine, Kamar, that's not for the right flu. It still helps against that flu. We've been through this, man. And I'm not afraid of any of it. The one thing he did specify is that uh, the, the the biggest indicator of risk is age. So I can understand older people being concerned and older people have a lot of buying power and older people have to be appealed to. Huh? Well, I mean, I just, I don't... That doesn't make sense to you? If you're 60 or older, you really should be worried about COVID. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. If you're under 60, you shouldn't be as worried. Anything can happen. We don't know everything. But that was the only thing he said, like, you guys don't want to believe anything you said. I didn't but say. But what do you mean by buying power? Like, that's the part I didn't understand. Six-year-old people have all the money. Yeah, well, what, to buy what though? The vaccine? No, that they their vote matters. Their opinion. Traeger like Grills, matters. Simon. He's talking about Traeger Grills. Old people no, have enough money. Why? Like you watch shows and commercials, like they're not for you; they're for older people because older people have money. Actually, most commercials are for like uh, kids or eighteen to twenty-five year olds, unless you're watching Fox News. Oh, dude, if you watch CNN, it's all like medical or bracelets. Well, yeah, like, again, that's because chairs that go up the stairs. It's because old people watch yeah, the news. Yeah, they're watching real old white people fucking stations, obviously. Well. They're a market that has to be appealed to with our response to this uh, pandemic. Well, I think you're forgetting, Kamar, that old people also are our parents, our grandparents. You know what I mean? It's We're also protecting the people that mean a lot to us. We're not just going to turn our backs on them and be like, well, they're already old. I, I, I love it when you agree with me. Exactly. We, we cater the, with these people. Yeah. I agree with well, you. Well, that's, that's been my biggest gripe the whole time is that they said we have to protect the old, and they did the worst job of protecting the old. Well, the old ran ran down, so the, I don't know what's uh, going there. homes in Canada, you know? So, and not the rich and fancy old age homes, Matt. Not the ones where you pay the big bucks to have the nice views. It's the government-run ones. Well, yeah, of course. So, well, the other the other interesting thing he said was about like uh, positive cases uh, in regards to viral load. Now you can be positive, but you barely have it. You're barely uh, you're barely uh, contagious, whatever, or you can have a lot of it. You know what I mean? What I think is hilarious is if you went back. 18 months ago and asked any random person on the street what viral load meant. First of all, they'd probably snicker at the word load, but they'd have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Now, I've heard the word viral load from random fucking dummies like probably 200 times this week. And I'm not meaning, I don't mean you. I just mean like I heard it from fucking everyone. Viral load. I think think it's uh, in layman's terms, it's for your Hardly sick or really sick. Yeah. Like, according to Joe, Tony Hinchcliffe has a small viral load. Wasn't really sick. Same with Jamie. And even... There could be even less. And you still test positive. Hey, Maddie, who was the first guy to get it? 
the Joe's buddy there, you know? Uh, Michael Che. Michael Che. Cho. No, not Michael Che. Not Michael Mike, Yo. Michael Yo, that's it. Mike Yo, yeah. You all right there, Kamar? Yeah, I just got out of the last window to get out of this fucking... Yeah, he must have had a big viral load. Yeah. He was also super run down, yada yada yada. Well that's Joe that's Dr. Joe's version of why he got fucking COVID so bad. We don't know that for a fucking fact. It's science to me. Um he he did raise the point that it's sort of been lost. Uh, wanting to find out the origin of this virus. Simon, you all right? <laughs> all of a sudden, come on, are you doing something different? I'm getting like some weird feedback in my left ear. Dude, I'm I, I'm going to come clean. I'm using a dongle. This is fucking rubber tape and bubble gum holding me together here. What's wrong with the dongle? Right. Simon, just I don't know. turn it down. It, 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 if you so push what, it all the way in, it, 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 I can't hear it. I mean, you got to pull it and fucking finesse it. Sorry, right. I don't want to It's all good. Um, yeah, let's just be done with this guy. I mean, no, 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 no. You can answer. We should find out the source of this fucking virus. Sorry, start, repeat. We should find out the source of this virus. The lab in China. Definitively, like you said, they figured out what SARS was uh, from some chicken in six months. Yeah, I think so. Let me ask you this though, because I keep hearing this too, and I'm always interested in people's responses. So, wh- what happens when we find out? Like, let's say we pin the tail on China, right? We say definitively the lab in Wuhan released this intention. Let's say we let's say we find out they released it intentionally. What happens then? Hopefully compensation. <laughs> See, like that's what that's what I find funny is like we're at the point now where China, like, you, what are you going to do? Sanction them? No, they'll have to release the Justins immediately. Oh no, what are their names? Not Justin. Michael. The Michaels. Yeah. Mike. No, it's more like if it turns out that it was preventable. That has to be known. If it's just the way the world works and we accept it, but we should know. And it should be... No um, matter... Everyone wants to know. No matter what, it was preventable, Kamar, whether it was from a meat market or an open-air market where they're not taking good enough care of the food or it was a lab thing, no matter what. Well, then that matters. Yeah, I think... I agree. It all matters. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is... When we find out, like, because it's all realistically, it's going to point to China, right? Yeah, that's well, what it points to China. But what happened in China? So what should happen, Matt? I think I see where you're going. Is as soon as we definitely find out it's China, then there has to be something where they open up themselves to have some other third party. But that's what I'm saying. Or then is we like, don't deal with the IO fucking whatever's there. Yeah, but that's my point is everyone is so there is not a country in the world, I believe, that isn't super dependent on China at this point. So you're no more dollar stores. No more dollar stores, yeah. But we know we know that the right thing anyways is for all of us all of these countries not to be so dependent on China. So maybe this is just the kick in the pants everybody needed to 
look, for sure the poor countries aren't going to be able to do it. But places like Canada and the U.S., they will. They'll be able to, they're not going to wipe out dealing with China completely, but cut out like the toothpaste market or something. I don't know how that works. Matt, you know? We, we all agree that we should know how this happened, definitively. Uh, yes, but we did say right. No, but. No, I, I agree. I'm just thinking. I'm like, they found Osama bin Laden in a cave. They should be able to find out where oh, this no, fucking... Oh, no, okay. You, you agree with me and your head's spinning. Last we week, did... about... Just one last thing, Kamar. We did say right from the start that it would, when this was all over, when we got over this, blame would be put out there. But we're still not over it. So by that metric, we're China fair, still but... has... Okay, they're on the clock. Yeah, They're on the clock. Lastly, lastly, they talked about the, uh, which is quite controversial, the uh, COVID relief bill for the state that I think Trump has vetoed. But th- the amount of money, there was $25 million to go to Pakistan to promote democracy and women's rights. What the fuck does that mean? It shows you how gross they are with these bills, though, that they can't push through. They can't even push through a single bill that just says, let's help our people without some fucking without some dickhead being like, why don't we uh, make uh, poker illegal while we're at it? Or why don't we you know what I mean? (coughs) No, but I'm reading from the budget. Twenty five million dollars to Pakistan to promote democracy and women's rights. What does that mean? And then there was like a law to try and get people punished if they illegally scream. Well, yeah, that, that was a, that was another. They, they're called pork barrels, but just like the the vagueness of the goal, we're going to promote democracy. What does that mean? What does that mean? It, it feels like our politicians, like our two parties or three parties, they hate each other. But in order to give the people what they need, they'll do it. And then in the States, it's like they just hate each other too much to ever, those two parties, to ever come together. It's dirty. I want to point something out, too. It's What's really gross about it is all the shit that's done so far behind closed doors. Like, what we, the people, or they, the American people, deserve to know is who was behind the lobbying group that got them to add that um, that illegal streaming thing to that bill because what you really want to do is you want to know who was gross enough to go to their lobbyist and say hey this is a great fucking time for you to make whatever we want illegal illegal and you can get it under the rug we really need to uh, know Sony, Universal, Paramount, no of course but that's what I'm saying is we need to know we need to have it on paper it needs to be on paper it is. I, I just told you I get it I'm just saying it's you, you can't I, I, I don't know I just, we need to see. Nobody's going to take your word to the bank, unfortunately, tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, that's what I'm saying. We need it like out there. Somebody write an article in the fucking New York Times and point out exactly what happened there so that when it's time to vote next, you know who not to fucking vote for. Well, it's not about that. It's where you shop. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is well, like this, this, <laughs> this Alex Barrettson guy should spend his time doing exactly what I just said. What were who were the companies that tried to tack on this horse shit onto a bill that was just meant to help the American people? Who was behind that? And fuck those companies all fucking day. Unfortunately, and then show me the last few podcasts. If he does that, you guys won't believe it. 
Hey, Matt, and then show me a list of all the companies that made out like bandits during the lockdown. So we can then weigh that against everybody else who had to fucking go out of business. You know? Amazon, Walmart. I mean, hold on. <clears throat> Keep in mind, Simon, you can't, you can't just blanket statement that, though. Because, like, let's say I'm a PPE company. I've been making PPE for 15 years. Just legitimate protective gear, right? You can't punish me for... Like, it's not like I was praying for a pandemic. I just happened to make stuff that during a pandemic became, you know what I mean? I agree with you. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. The, the Amazons and them need to fucking fork over some cash. But they need to, it, it, yes, they absolutely need to fork over cash. But it, like you said, it needs to be on paper. It's not enough to hear it on podcasts. It's not enough to hear people talking we all think that, oh, yeah, of course you know that Amazon made out like bandits during this whole thing. That's common sense. No, man. Some people don't even think about it. And maybe if they did, they'd spend their money at places other than Walmart, you know? Fuck Walmart. Or yep. any well, you're biased. You're biased. Anyways, uh, this, this review of this podcast went a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I wonder if it's because we're not in the same room. But uh, I'm glad we got through it. But I thought it was going to be a lot harder to do. Well, we gave... Um, well, we're like an hour in somehow, so I can't believe it. I thought this whole thing was going to be an hour. All right, let's rate this and then move on. I give it a one. I can't give it anything else. I didn't want to listen to it once I knew who he was. You know, I just didn't. I, bleh. Simon? I give it a... 0.75. Wow. Kamar, you're probably giving it like, I'm going to say you're giving it like a two and a half or a three. I'm like three and a half. Whoa. Um, I was more concerned about having to discuss it with you two, knowing our history and uh, views on certain things. But I mean, at the end of the day, he is fucking annoying. Yeah, the guys, like, listen, when he was like, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Greenwald thinks I'm an asshole, I was like, yeah, you are. You are a fucking asshole, dude. Like, good for you. At least he knows it. But I'll give him that. As, as far as confirmation bias, it's like, yeah, it's what I, I, I agree with you, buddy. I agree with you, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter if I had a sheet of paper that had a bunch of answers. We're locked down. We're going along with the politicians. That's what it is. Well, I mean, listen, like... Same way I don't fucking go after 9-11 shit fucking every day. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's no way I was going to risk a $6,000 fine for anything. You know what I mean? They want me to lock down. They're giving me $900 every two weeks. Fine. Fuck it. Yeah. I still have we're a PlayStation we're 4. We're nation. Yeah, again. If they're not cutting you checks, maybe we have a different conversation. Uh, that's, that's what I was going to try to say, but you said it better than I could, son. Well, that's but the thing. They are. They're doing what a government should in a case like this. There we go. All right, let's move on to the uh, angry L.A. restaurateurs. This will take two minutes. This will take two minutes, Simon says. What uh, What are their names again? 15 A.C., John Cesarian, and Craig Susser. You got both those names right. Yeah, I was thinking that in the pregame when you, were, when you said both, you banged both their names out. I was like, you couldn't get a Patreon name to save your life, but these guys both have fucking... Like Armenian names, and you just had no problem. I write the names on my phone of the guests in really big font. Gotcha. So it's easy to get around phonetically. Uh, the Patreons, I read off email, and I can barely see it. Gotcha. Makes All sense. All I'll say about this podcast is I'm glad 
the two guys were in total agreement. Craig, the one guy, he was less of a restaurant. He had a, one restaurant and the vegan ice cream company was like hoping that the intentions of the politicians and all this were in everyone's best interest. Where the other guy was like, no, fuck, 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 they're all social climbing. It wasn't just a pile on of butthurt restaurant owners. Uh, no, it wasn't. But, I mean, again, they're, I understand why they're both angry. I totally get it. But they weren't in agreement. Are you saying they were in they agreement were, or weren't? Are you were saying Pam not. were not in agreement? I mean, they were in agreement, though. They just they didn't agree on like the the intent. That was on where the they. Mayor. Well, and on and the, the mayor and the or governor. Gavin Newsom. One of them had a personal relationship with both of those guys, obviously, and could not speak bad because something was going to hurt his business even more. No, but I think the other that guy was, was like, "Fuck that guy." I and think the that other was. Guy a, didn't give a fuck. Simon, I think that was just a running joke. I don't think he actually had a relationship with either of them. I think the other guy that was, the other oh, guy that was I saying. So. I think they both have relationships with them. Well, no, the guy that was saying, I don't give a fuck, fuck them. He actually had a relationship with uh, Garcetti because he said he's like, he's, that was the part that pissed me off the most. I was like, that should immediately, like, once someone exposes that, you should be out of office. If you're using your power, that's such a waste of taxpayer money. To be sending well, inspectors to the same place every night. Such a waste of money. Well, yeah. The corruption shakedown. I just thought, like, if you're going to tell people they can't go to restaurants, then you go to restaurants, you resign. Like, it's, it's, it's one or the other. You know what I mean? Because you're like, everyone has that attitude. Like, yeah, everyone's got locked down. But me, just little old me, I can go to this thing with four people or whatever. Like, I'm not hurting anyone. And if you're the head enforcing it and you do it, it's, it's rotten, man. Listen, I, go ahead, Simon. No, no. I was just going to say, I agree, Kamar. Um, these politicians across the board, like Canadian, American, wherever, they have so fucking little to do. All they have to do is remain, have this appearance. We all know it's corrupt. But maintain a appearance of um, fairness and equality and non-corruption. And if you can't even do that, you're absolutely right. Just fucking resign. That's frustrating. I mean, I will say this: if I think it's unfair, if like one time, because listen, you're you're in the fucking you're in the eye all the time. It's like like imagine if. You, every time you got caught with a mask off, someone was there with a camera and was like, you're the one, you know what I mean? Like, listen, if you're eating out every day while you're simultaneously, like restaurants need to be shut down, you're a fucking asshole. You should be out of office for sure. If they caught you one time at a restaurant, I, I don't know necessarily that like that warrants. I mean, then no one's, well, we need politicians, unfortunately, as fucking stupid as it's that like, is. Maybe, maybe and we like need to hold them accountable. An actor or whatever decides, uh, you know, I'm an anti-drug guy and uses that to push his career forward. Meanwhile, he's been doing drugs the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I listen. I agree. If you get caught doing that, you're done. Well, there, you could use the shitty other side of the coin, which is like, maybe he doesn't really want to shut restaurants down, and you could argue he's actually supporting that restaurant that he's at. So, in a way, you know what I mean? Like. 
I'm not. I'm just playing Diablo Avocado here, Simon. Yeah, okay. You should have you said that way before you started talking. What, Simon? Like, I said I'm sure he's eating for three. Maybe. In uh, in one uh, breath in the last review, we're like, we're trusting what the government does, and it's our best interest and in all this, and then you find this out, and it's like, that's unacceptable in these times. I understand what you're saying, like, in normal times, doing something not right, you know, like Rob Ford, smoking crack. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, no one's clean, but if this pandemic is so serious, and if these decisions are so impactful on people's lives, the people making them, I love when people talk about, like, Tying salary to stuff and like, because they're all getting paid fine. Of course, they're which not, is insane. They're not feeling this. They might be feeling a, a power rush, but they're not feeling uh, detrimental effects of this. But do you guys think restaurant workers are essential workers? Well, I mean, I think we're going to redefine what essential means after this year, or we're going to have to. So if both these guys agreed that their staff were going into work, risking their lives to feed people at a prop. Like, I, I don't think they're essential. Like, we don't need restaurants. It's part of the social fabric, but we don't need them. Well, I mean, Kamar, you're a big fucking keep the economy open guy. You do technically need restaurants if you want the economy to continue to... If you just shut every restaurant down, <laughs> like these guys were saying... It has a ripple effect so far down the line that's like tough to understand. Well, that's the difference here. Um, restaurant workers, as we said before, are receiving compensation and are able to get by, whereas um, it's a much rougher um, situation in, the, in America with these these jobs. But I just was thinking, like, I don't love restaurants. I love restaurants if someone else is paying. You know what I mean? No one? Uh, I just, I mean, you're asking me if I think restaurant workers are essential when they deemed restaurants non-essential. It seems like a, a non-starter to me. Of course they're okay. not essential. The business isn't essential. Well, these guys were implying they were essential. I mean, I, let's talk more about, like, that woman who had to close her patio and then the film crew sets up right around. Like, that's the type of fucking injustice that these guys are talking about, you know? Well, hypocrisy. Well, again, the one guy... Hold on, though. Again, the one guy, you know... The one guy defended it pretty well in that he said, listen, the argument there is that they have rigorous testing on those sets. That's the only way they're allowed to run those sets. So they know for sure no one on set definitively has fucking COVID. And then they hit the nail on the head five minutes later that it's all unionized. So, because one of them was like, well, why didn't they just get her restaurant to cater the thing? Again, these movie sets, top to bottom, union craft service, union lighting, union gaffers, dollies, it's all fucking unionized. That's it. There's no other way around it. Yeah. So, I mean, um, this, but these are the things, this is the problem is like that stuff gets politicized so heavily. And then when you really break it down to the bare bones facts, it's not as egregious as you would think. You know what I mean? Like, at, when you see the video of her crying, it obviously seems awful. And you're like, this is 
this is the worst. Why are we doing this? But then, like I said, the three of us sit down and we get a few more details and we talk it out and it's like, okay, it still sucks for sure. I'm not taking away her tears. I'm not saying she should just like roll over and be like, oh, I get it. I understand why she's angry. I'm just saying it's, you understand a little bit better once you dig deeper. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess. That, that's the whole thing, right? Is there so the information you get is through places that are trying to like make money off you getting information, right? So you're never going to get a true story, I don't think. And the other tough part is from what I understand, like I haven't gone there. Well, I heard if you go to Rideau Center, which is a mall in uh, Ottawa, there's a bunch of people in the food court. Yeah, see, that's ridiculous. Like, what, there's, what still, like there's a food court in the Rideau Center, or any mall, right? Where there's 10 restaurants, and then there's a seating area. Yeah. So they have those open, and there's a seating area. I mean, they still space off tables between tables, but at the end of the day, it's a big restaurant. But restaurants were open at that time. So like the Rito Center isn't open during the lockdown. It's closed down. It's not essential. Just, just now. But I'm just saying that's such a loosely controlled area. Well, well, more like, okay, so we don't even know at this point if the virus spreads less in the light or in the day compared to the night. But let's say it did, right? And they were right about that. And you were, that's why open air dining made sense, right? You no walls, everybody's breathing fresh air, it's, it's better, whatever. I mean, I don't know if you saw here, but at one point during, not the lockdown, but during, you know, the pandemic, there were patios that were rooms. There was no windows, they were just outdoor rooms. And that somehow circumvented, you see what I'm saying? No, I, I do, I, you know I think the whole thing is ridiculous. Um, whether they're yeah, but you still see I what think, he was saying. You agree with him that there was like it was an indoor, it was an indoor outdoor thing. So, that's so here they are closing down legitimate outdoor patios. When I know it's two different places, but they were kind of doing the same thing here. But then letting these rooms stay a place. This is the problem. There was never like an across the board thing. Nobody There's understood no what consistency. To the enforcement or implication of the rules. That was the yeah. biggest takeaway I took from that, and it's confusing and how they're talking about, like, they find out through the news that they have to shut down. And another thing they said is, you actually trust, with a good restaurant, the cleanliness and the um, sanitation done, more so than a McDonald's, which you can go to. Like, it's just, it's so inconsistent, and my biggest takeaway was rapid testing. Yeah, here's my here's what yeah here's my problem though is like Joe kept talking about that they they're talking about it in rich guy terms those t those tests those rapid tests cost Joe two hundred bucks a pop he was saying for guests and then they were like well just add it to your bill so okay I go for a I go out for a hundred dollar meal and you're just gonna tack on a four hundred dollar rapid test for me and my wife cool it's funny those are arbitrary numbers. It's funny to think, though, Maddie, that, like, whatever the number is that it costs for the test, let's say it's $200. Let's say it's $100 per test. And you're like, okay, it's $100, but why? 
Like where along that line is Why there like a hundred dollars? Is what I'm saying. To recoup the R and D. Well, I also I want know, to but, listen. How many restaurants? To hold on, hold on. Let's be serious too. How many restaurants too are just going to pocket a couple grand a night, administering you fugazi tests, just putting a Q-tip up your nose, being like negative, negative. <laughs> It'd be a pretty good scam. Well, they're already selling fake COVID tests. You haven't seen this? No, I'm sure yeah, they're out it's there. A thing. Was that the company set up? Totally fake COVID self-testing. You bought a couple? Kind of like Ancestry.ca. That was in this month's Jewish newsletter? A, a, war, a, polite, yeah. a polite warning. <laughs> There's fake COVID well, the, tests well, going well, the around. Well, the one guy that was interesting <laughs> has, had reached into actual doing testing. And that guy's a real entrepreneur. He, he owned nightclubs, restaurants, everything. He was like, fuck these guys. And I wonder, it'd be cool if they never let these guys make reservations again. The whole city. Like, whether they actually get uh, punished or count accountable, this is their cross to bear. Yeah, I mean, I don't you know. Get that, Matt? No, I, I understood what he was saying, yeah. He's saying that, like, uh, Gavin Newsom and uh, Garcetti are never going to be able to get a reservation at any restaurant in L.A. County for the rest of time because of this. Or California. Unless California becomes exactly what he wants, and then he'll be the king. He'll get all <laughs> the All the residents. It's interesting to see how it plays out, but like I said in the last one, we're taking care of here, so it's just a different perspective. Yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, watching Joe flee L.A., it's got to say something, man. He got the fuck out of there, like... Like, literally, his backyard was on fire. Well, I mean, his backyard had been on fire for the past three years, so... Fair enough, Maddie. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously... I think once the coyotes got his chickens, he was just like, fuck this place. As every day goes by, he looks less and less crazy for what he's doing. I mean, I never thought like, it was so crazy. I, just... I never thought it was crazy. He's rich. He has, he has, I can do whatever I want money, and he did it. That's... I, I don't remember Spotify, but I remember when he moved to Texas, it was like, this is a little rash. <laughs> I don't remember what episode it was in, but Joe was like, you know, I never had a problem with YouTube. I never had a problem with anybody, but I saw the writing on the wall and I wanted to control my own destiny. That's the point. Well, why have that money <laughs> if not to do it? I mean, he, uh, you know, he also doesn't love paying a high level of tax, so. Well, I'm sure not when you're making those Spotify deals, the $100 million plus the $400, $500 million deals. The $1.2 billion deals, you know? I mean, listen, I can't imagine giving the government $30 million. That seems fucking ludicrous. But I also can't imagine making $100 million. You know what I mean? When you put it in those terms, it's kind of weird, because, like, it, listen, if someone was making a penny a day and you said to them, well, I make $100 a day, but I have to give, you know, 35 of it to the government, they'd be like, what? That's insane. You know, you just multiply, you know, just make it exponentially larger and it's the same fucking shit. Kamar, you're muted, buddy. Yeah. I think when you finally see it, Maddie, when you finally, like, have that check in front of you, the Joe's 
500 million from Spotify and he then looks at the amount he has to give to the government, that's when it, fuck it. You're like, uh, yoinks and all that's left is like a cloud of dust as you head for Texas, you know? I'm surprised he didn't just take it all the way to Puerto Rico then. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you that now. That looks bad, Matt. That looks bad. Yeah. Texas just looks like a, uh, a patriot. Well, there's no governor's Joe, there's no governor's mansion in Puerto Rico to visit, so. Joe only looks stupid if California opened up back to business seven months ago and lowered the tax rate. Like he, he won. Still he, wouldn't wouldn't the he still wouldn't look stupid. I don't know. I still think he owns his studio in L.A. And I actually have yeah, a feeling I actually have a feeling he still owns his home in L.A. Given that the market there is I, probably I, shit, so. I don't think he's... And I thought... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, no, I'm done. No, no, he looks... I was just going to say, I thought he had offered to lend somebody the house at some point. Said you could stay here. Maybe I'm making that up. No, maybe. I, I Again, I, you know, I've been paying not that close attention. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's totally cut ties with LA is my point. I think he makes it seem that way, but I don't, uh, I don't think it's... I think every day he cuts another tie. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's just trying to do what, you know, what any rich guy I would bet, do and just get all I his friends he, there. He woke up in Texas. It was like, what the fuck am I doing? What did I do? And every day he feels way better about his decision. I mean, like I said, I think when you're that rich, it's just a lot easier. Like if I moved to Texas right now, you know, it'd be a lot tougher. And I'm sure every yeah. day I would wake up like, oh, you know, well, this is easier and easier. But, you know, he's got a fucking ton of cash. And he has so right. many connections. Like, think about it. He moved there. And how many people were there to greet him? Oh, he definitely had connections. I'm just saying L.A. has gotten worse since he's left. That's true. That is true. L.A. has gotten far worse. And doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. It'll be interesting to see. Simon's in and out here. Let's, let's see if we can get a rating out of Simon. We'll start with you, Corey. You want to rate this episode? I give it a three. I can kind of hear you, Simon. You're like in and out. I give it's it a three. I'm I give it a three because um, they didn't agree on everything. Okay, a three just because they didn't agree on everything. But I agree with everything they said. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, I mean, I give this one. Uh, I guess I give it a two. These guys were more enjoyable than Berenson. And again, these guys have a legit gripe, I think, in that they own businesses. Um, whereas Berenson just, like, I don't know what his... I don't know where he's at. I just don't think restaurants are the most important things in the world, so... Well, no, but to say restaurants are the most, most important thing in the world is, you know, it's unfair because they are a huge part of a working economy. A massive Massive part. Most of my life, and when you were a waiter, they were the most important thing in your life. So, imagine those people right now. As a society, like I, I, it is interesting discussion on how important restaurants are or are not, especially when like Burger King and all that stay open. I mean, listen, it really depends on. Go ahead, sorry. sorry. No, no, please, you. I was just going to say, it really depends on how important you deem breaking bread with people is. Like, to Kamar, obviously not that important. To some people, a huge part of their existence, you know? 
people are more well off than most. I Restaurants mean, are luxury. Listen, there was a time where Simon probably went out for dinner twice a week. Simon, if Simon. I could afford to, I'd go just because we're lazy. If sure, I sure. I didn't mean go, it. Go ahead, Kamar. Sorry. I'd go every night. Oh, yeah. If I was super rich, I'd probably be fucking, I'd be the fattest fuck on earth. I'd be eating every night. Yeah. Filet mignon every night. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if what you're saying, Kamar, is out of all the things we've had to give up, eating out to me, like, I find other things more important on the scale. Yeah. But that's me. I can't decide what's more important to other we people. We haven't agreed, but... I mean, again, Kamar, I agree, too. Like, obviously, hospitals are far more important than restaurants. You know, we can agree there. Um, Grocery stores. But I think if we're talking about from an economic standpoint, I think they the restaurant industry funnels money into so many different pockets. Probably way oh, more no, than we huge. could ever. Yeah. Using 30,000 restaurants in LA. Exactly. And then think of all the distributors, all the like, yeah, uh, yeah it's staggering. Simon, did you rate this one? Of, it's a part of industry. Did you rate this one, Simon? We were, you were in and out of consciousness there. I give, I give it a one. Okay. I, it, it wasn't what I was looking for. But yeah, let's just do that last guy. Did this one drop? Name? Did that one drop on Christmas too? Is that one that one came out or Christmas Eve? It was Christmas Eve Christmas that one Eve. came out. Yeah, and then this one came out fucking Boxing Day for you Canadian folk, and just the twenty sixth if you live anywhere else in the world. <laughs> no, I think Boxing Day is pretty common. No, it's only, I think Canada, the UK, and Australia, Commonwealth. Oh shit! Fuck! I forgot, boys. Um, I was. Uh, do you do you guys watch the Avengers of Fort Fairlane? The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Why do I know the name? Well, they were talking about uh, Dice moving out to Texas and the guy's dad. Was... I was the best part of this thing was him with the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I forgot to say, you guys ever see the movie Waiting? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the movie game. Because <laughs> I got nothing else to go on. I don't, Boom, even, have my, I forgot I don't it. even have my fucking book here. Simon, my book's sitting right there, isn't it? I have your book. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> He's guessing for you. Shit. You want me to enter your book? No, no. No, we're good, Simon. Good. It's all good. Find out what year a movie came out. How much it cost. So what are we doing? Ford Fairlane or waiting? Waiting. 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 I just, I, I, they talked about Ford Fairlane. And I, I, that was a big movie because you guys know I love Eddie that play. Can I just say for the record too, if, uh, if we decide to, uh, do this in person again, um, I think you each need one of these little arm things here. Fucking game. Oh, we'll see it in person. Game. And then we'll know. Fucking changer. Oh, I'm but I, I hope, I hope we You're decide so to uh, do it again. <laughs> I said, I'm jealous. Trust me. Yeah, we're you get, look good, Matt. You look good. We'll get you one. They're not expensive. It's waiting, starring Ryan Reynolds, Anna Ferris, Justin Long, David Keckner, John Francis, Bailey, Caitlin, Doubleday, Alan Ubach, Ty McBride, and um, if I'm not incorrect, uh, Dane Cook was in it as well. Yeah, Dane Cook was. I'm pretty sure. He does not get a credit. Weird. weird. That's very weird. Okay, Simon, I just threw, I, I went 
I have no idea, so I just threw something out here. Okay, 2000, well, I'm ready to roll. 2002. And I said 2005. 2005! Oh. Wow. We have a winner. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Boom. Well, you want me to go first, then? It's been a long I haven't time. Ri- I haven't written anything else down yet. Are you already there? Oh, no, I have it all down. Okay, yeah. give me two seconds, then, here. So uh, okay. Wow, haven't had that in a while. Yeah, nice work, Sai. You're Look, a pe- you're really real pretty piece of good shit. about yourself there, Simon. Only if I win, Kamara. Only if I win. That was also in the Jewish newsletter this month. Also celebrating oh, fifteen years is waiting. <laughs> produced by, <laughs> produced by Isaac Schweitzer. Hashtag Semitic. All right, here we go. Um, fuck, two thousand five, like. There's no way this movie costs a lot of money. No. No way. special effects. Distributed by Lionsgate. This movie, I don't know. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready, Simon. I'm sorry. I said it costs 8.9 million to make and it made 24.9 million. Probably way too high. And I said I said it cost 6 and a half to make and it made 25. Oh, so fucking close, Simon. Budget $3 million. Wow. Box office, 18.6. Oh, my God. You just had to go a little bit lower. Wow, what a piece of shit. My initial reaction just before I had a chance, it was 5 and 20. And I changed it to 6 and 25. But I just knew it didn't make anything, and it couldn't have cost a lot to make because it was In like, the old rules, you won outright. Yeah, and now yeah. there's a five million on both. Hold on, I'm giving. I give Simon a. I give Simon a dub there all day. Oh, oh yeah. Well, well I got two or three, so I think it's good. No, no, I still. I give you all three there. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. All right. Oh, That's that- the first time ever. Well, if That's I'm the host, sweep, if I'm the yeah. host of this thing, I'm giving them the sweep. So there you go. No, so no, it's a sweep. It's, it's a sweep under the old rules, but uh, it's a win. It's a win. It's a win. Wow. I mean, you guys yeah. have enough trouble with the release date. I wasn't aware of these new unified rules. So <laughs> under these old rules, I guess <laughs> it's all good. It used to be fifty million, and now we are going down to five million on both. Okay, uh, the other movie game. We'll start with Wild Reynolds. Well, who, like, I don't know who's sitting on whose side here. So is it me I next? It's you, Matt. It okay. Would be you, Matt. Okay, Deadpool. Oh, shit. What's that fucking guy's name? Um... Come here, Cheeks. Come on. Come here, bud. With the red curly hair there. What's his name? I, I'll never remember. I'm too fucking crazy. Okay, and that was the second movie game. Good stuff. Oh, good. Uh, no, I really won't remember. What's his name? TJ Harris? Or TJ Miller. I never would have got there. Yeah, TJ. I think you could have also said Brolin, right? Josh Brolin, yeah. Wasn't Josh Brolin? I didn't even remember he was. Yeah, he played Bishop, I think. Well, that was a quick movie game. Yeah, sorry. Either way. No, no, it's all right. You won won the movie game and lost the movie game, man. Life goes on. Simon, can I ask you a, a yeah. question off the record right now? Are you smoking darts okay, in the? Are ago? you smoking cigarettes in the studio right now? Oh yeah, he is. I've been going to the door. Oh, you've been going to the door. Okay, good. Because I was gonna yeah. say you're gonna need to buy some Glade plugins then, because your brother will be none yeah, too fucking I, pleased. I still 
still have to buy Glade Plug and because I'm smoking by the door. Okay, yeah, because we're out. I noticed when I was in there, it didn't have a fresh strawberry smell the other day, and... Uh... All day he's been smoking there, Matty. No, no, I watched him. Got on the line. Now that I remember, he has been going out as he gets up to go. No, out. no. At the beginning, he wasn't even going I started, out. I started inside because oh. <laughs> I was like, I was somehow doing it for you and Kamar, but it wasn't. It was all for my brother. That was the whole thing. Gotcha. So, yeah. Either way, I fucked up. Don't worry about it. All right, let's roll Here, through. Look, let's, let's roll through to what Kamar said was the highlight of the week. What I still feel in the old days, would have been labeled an MMA. I just... You're fucking nuts. Okay. A bit aggressive, but fine. 1584, Todd White. This guy... what's the comedian's name? Ron White. Ron White. Did you think this was like his jujitsu son, Todd? No, I didn't. That also threw me for a loop. Because I thought, did they mislabel it? <laughs> this guy had an interesting look. He looked like a, like a an video artist. game, um, like a character, like a like the I don't know. He looked like a what's that fucking Drake's Quest or I don't know. I, clearly, I'm a terrible gamer. He looked like yeah. he was like out of like a well dressed apocalypse. Yeah, it was. He's weird. an artist. Well, yeah, he's an art. Yeah, and that that was that threw me for a loop too. That he did. Uh... Now, Go ahead. First thing first, um, I looked up uh, SpongeBob on Wikipedia. His name is not mentioned. Okay. So he was like um, a studio artist, like fifty that wrote. Maybe he drew SpongeBob the first time. I don't know. Like I thought that'd be mentioned in Wikipedia. But uh, we have a friend who worked in animation. What do you mean? We didn't shot SpongeBob for the first time. I have a friend no. who just part of... I have a friend who still works in animation. I have multiple friends that work in animation. I didn't mention it. Well, one friend we had did it and hated it because they're just drawing the same thing over and over and over and over again, whatever it be. He got stuck doing backgrounds, I think, Kamara. Which is but I thought worse. this guy was going to be a gazillionaire. Because of his SpongeBob SquarePants, but he was just a studio uh, artist. Yeah, I mean, I got that right away that he wasn't like the maker of SpongeBob SquarePants. No. He worked at an animation studio, and like you said, we know people who work there, and we know what's involved in it. A lot of it is just fucking real bullshit. Just especially monotony. If you're an artist. Yeah. Yeah, and like, talk about having your talents wasted. Like, the guy we know, Kamar, I think we're talking about the same person. His art is so different than what he would have been doing at Disney or wherever the fuck he worked. And when you see where he's at now, you're like, oh my God, imagine that guy had been wasted there, you know? Yeah, definitely if he stayed there wasted, but I'm sure he picked up skills or knowledge uh, oh, doing even that. For sure. But like, did you guys watch the uh, Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas, how did that get made thing? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? The, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I didn't watch it, though. Anyways, it, it just, the interesting part about it was they were talking about Tim Burton because he used to work for Disney as an animator. That's the uh, Dis, that's why Disney these, owned that movie because you have to sign right, like a, anything he, I come up with while I'm here is somehow yours bullshit. 
they Sorry. talk about all of that. At the no, no, it's fine. But more what he was saying was, like, I was there drawing these characters that Disney was never going to use. Like, we were on totally opposite ends of a wavelength, you know? And just, it was never going to fly. He had to go out on his own. Same with this guy, I guess, you know? Did you go look at his art? I yeah, I don't like it. I didn't. I listened Except to this do, today, so it was, you know, cutting it down to the I wire. I do love the portrait he did of uh, Eddie Van Halen. That's actually amazing. But like he just said, I think being called cartoonist, but to me, it's super cartoonish. Yeah, I mean, I that's what I draw too, is cartoons, I guess, if you wanted to like classify it as something. I have no problem with the word cartoon. It doesn't bother me. But I'm not a famous artist, so what do I do? But he went into like business art right away, not art. You know what I mean? Like he figured out you make 135 prints, you sell the original. Like he hit the ground running. That's- I know, but that's what you gotta do, man. Like, you wanna be a starving artist or you wanna support your family, you know? If Joe decided to get back into art, he could do the same thing. Joe could make a million dollars off one of his stupid little pencil drawings. I was gonna say, Joe has has 10 million followers on Instagram. Of course he could sell fucking... Do do you know what I mean? Like, he said to Joe, and Joe's like, no, I'm not gonna do that, but we know Joe likes money, so... What I liked about this guy's art, what I appreciate about artists is the looseness and how easy it seems. And for me, like, I don't have that same looseness, so I appreciate somebody who could whip up, like, a sketch like that, and it, but you're okay with the imperfection, you know? As an artist, do you still paint? Sometimes. Because that's the other thing, like... um, Whatever medium it is, whether it's drawing on an iPad or drawing on a light board or painting or using pencil or whatever, they're all different mediums. You know what I mean? So I do respect him as a... I know you know, but it's like uh, painting is the most interesting thing. It's not like it just happens in an instant. You might paint for two hours and stop. Right. I mean, but some people paint really fast, Kamar. Like, look at, uh, I was just talking to somebody about uh, Mark Gonzalez, uh, Maddie. The Gons. And you look at his, like, he makes big bucks off his art, let alone using it on so much uh, product, you know what I mean? But there's a guy who, if he makes his paintings in any more than, like, 20 minutes, I'd be shocked. I mean, I think that's all they take. That's his thing. And like, not Todd right Wayne. off the top of his head. Uh, that's how I imagine it, anyway. Maybe it takes him 10 years to do a painting. What do I know? <laughs> no, you're probably right. But, I mean, I always wonder if those people just know that they are a legend and that any that they can just do that, just spit out art and and live off of that. I, mean, I don't know. I always wonder. And that's probably a bad example, the Gons, because it's so simple. But, you know, take, like... Uh, well, no, take Todd White for fuck's sake. But again, I don't know how long. To me, it seems like they're quick kind of caricatures. But for all I know, he but was painting. Hours and hours I guess, hours. I guess, I, I, I don't know how long it takes to do stuff. Like watercolors, for example, Kamar? That's just a really quick and it dries fast. You put it on fast. It's like, that's, the, that's it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I, I, I find painting... Uh, Pretty cool. Acrylic paint takes a couple of minutes to dry, whereas oils 
they don't dry for weeks and months and you could be working on, you know, like an hour a day for 10 years. Um, we're going to say, uh, the jacket story was cool. Yeah. Refresh my memory. He was at a show and a fan came up to me and said, that jacket's amazing. Well, no, it said he got the jacket from someone first. He was at a show and he said that jacket's amazing yeah, to someone. Yeah, yeah. And the guy said, We'll try it on. If it's 50, you can have it. He got it, thinking, I won't take this guy's jacket. I want this guy's jacket. And then gave it off to someone else. I didn't. Take it all the Jiu stuff. I really enjoyed this podcast. It's a I real sister of the traveling pants type scenario. Yeah. Yeah, but Kamar, there was a, I mean, sure, you just said take away the jujitsu and you really like this episode. I would still say that. <laughs> Woo! I w- <laughs> oh, this is the worst podcast oh, ever. I would still say that um, like three quarters of this was jujitsu. Yeah, and that's why you find the classified as MMA, but the guys never competed in MMA tournament, which I, or you have to compete in some sort of competitive tournament. To qualify for your episode to be MMA. No nope. boxing. No, nope. the Golden Snitch. He, all he does is run. All all the Golden Snitch does is run. Touche, touche. Yeah. Hold on a second. This guy was a coach who owned his own jujitsu. So That's an MMA episode. Yeah. He also happened to That's be. That's like saying a guy who owns the comedy club isn't a comedy episode. I mean, this is my thing, Kamar, is like, I'm with you. I'm with you in that they didn't talk the whole time, but they got real technical. They talked about a lot of fucking jujitsu. I mean, even I'll give you this. There was stuff that we had heard before that is not quite jujitsu, but is still in that realm. Like the story about the guy that killed the guy. You know what I mean? We've heard that story like 10 times now, um, which is... I guess not an MMA story, but it's around that whole community. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, w- it was interesting to hear how James Maynard shared with Joe how Anthony Bourdain died. <laughs> he called son of a. I wouldn't be pissed. Maybe he knew. Maybe he just assumed that Joe had already heard. Guess I'm not going to be doing my jujitsu match with our friend that's now dead. Hope you already knew. Yeah, what a fucking. He hung himself. I thought that was uh, funny. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought that was very telling of Maynard. He's a cold son of a bitch. Yeah, seems that way. Um, what was super cool is he talked about the art fraud. Yeah. And, and there were two forms. There was one, they were just ripping them off and selling it. And the other one, they were just photocopying a SpongeBob and said, well, this guy did it. And he was like, well, that's not as bad. But then he broke into the story about the detective who was going to investigate it, who ended up getting uh, convicted. Yeah. And her name is um, Stephanie Lazarus. Okay. It's interesting because... But a year ago, I went on a huge uh, rabbit hole on this thing called JCS Criminal Psychology. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember and you telling us about this. It's just videos of, like, interviews. Yeah, I remember, like, I remember you going in depth, depth about this. Yeah, you you were on, like, a real fucking tear. Yeah, and this, I watched her, the way they do her, is it's totally like they said, is that 
They bring her in. I think she gets for something else, but just ask these questions. And she sort of incriminates herself by, like, falling apart. So that was my Matrix moment. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, this guy seemed... This guy was definitely very interesting. He was not, like, a dull... Like, I understand... I just think it's the end of the MMAs. I don't think he's doing... I don't think he's labeling anything in MMA anymore. Maybe that was part of the Spotify deal. But this was... This is just such a coincidence that he started MMA the first time he saw UFC and has been jujitsu and is like a too damn black belt or whatever. Like they just talked about belts too much. The whole thing was, I feel MMA, like before, but it wasn't before, MMA. Before the Spotify deal, um, he would have never have released this on a Sunday or on a whatever Saturday, weekend, you know. No, I agree. I, he just seems like he wanted to at least get his three episodes in for the week. Well, it's, I mean, it really is interesting because, you know, someone was talking about uh, the UFC this week. And, um, oh, it was big, big John McCarthy was just talking about how Dana, you know, the only reason Dana did all he did this year was to get the $720 million from ESPN because he had to put on X amount of shows or else he doesn't unlock the money. And Dana got real rich off that. And he, you know, Dana does, does this whole thing under the guise of like, we kept all these people, you know, and, and then big John McCarthy's pointing out, he's like, you're just cutting people left, right and center that are older and want to get paid more to bring on these young guys that you can pay like 10 grand to fight to. And oh, yeah, I mean, oh, we lost Kamar totally. I think, um, yeah, you know, it's it. I hope that Joe doesn't have that. I mean, we know he doesn't because he's gone on vacation already, I think, during this thing. But but, but again, he released episodes, so there's a... I, I just, I fear that We're he... We're going to have to wait a clear on that one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's... Who cares? What do we really care at the end of the day? It's his fucking show. He can do what the fuck he wants. No, I, I don't. I just... Listen, those Saturday drops were always for something important. I got an alien guy in, and we had to do it today. This one just seemed like, I don't know, if it was something great, I would have been in fucking heat, you know? I'm not anti-having episodes to listen to. Just if you're going to make it on the weekend like that, it's got to be something special. Elon, something, you know? Listen, man, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. I, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. Like, I logged on because I was, I, you know, just to check. Because now there's no, like, I don't get a, a notification anymore. Whereas with Apple, it was okay. like, you know, Joe Rogan has a new podcast. Now I just check the app every day. And I was like, I cannot fucking believe. And and like you, I was like, this guy must have CIA documents that say who shot Kennedy or something. like. And no, it was just, a, you know, I used to animate and whatever. It did happen for you guys, I genuinely wouldn't have known that that podcast was our thing, so that was good anyway. <laughs> oh, the group text, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I just wouldn't have checked, I would have assumed that it was two for the week and we were good. Like you said, I don't get a notification anymore. So. Well, I almost sent that out as like a warning to you guys, like just so you're, you know, not blindsided tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I got it. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't fucking believe it. I didn't it. like it, but I appreciated it. Yeah, I mean, like Kamar said, it ended up probably being the best one. Of, not even probably. It ended up being the best one of the week, for sure. But we could have just... It was. It, it was such a low bar to compare, right? 
Yeah, and I could have just done without it. Totally. Could have totally done without okay. it. It kind of seemed like Joe could have just given everybody... He could have taken a vacation. Everyone could have taken a vacation. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But I, that's... I just like that Aronson one was too much for me, man. And listen, justifiably, like, I know I talked like lockdown is good and all this. I don't know. I don't know, but I also am not going to go crying on mountaintops. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. No, I mean, again, you and I had the discussion, like, you know, you're, you just opened a business, <coughs> pardon me, and then had to lock down. So, you know, I know you're feeling it obviously more than I am, but it just seemed like weird timing too. Right before Christmas released this guy who's like, you shouldn't even have to worry about COVID. Trust me, I'm a journalist. I work at the New York Times. Joe tells you every week not to trust the New York Times. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it, it seemed like bizarro world too. I kind of, I kind of felt like Joe did a disservice by doing this right before Christmas like that. And it, even if it, I, I don't know. I guess if he's right, then it's not a disservice. But who fucking knows? Yeah, I don't know. That's a real, I don't know. Oh, you just somehow you just cut Simon off while you came in. That was fucking incredible. Oh well, I've been trying to come in for ten minutes. I'm so sorry to listeners and uh, to you guys. Oh, it's fine. This is already a botched podcast. It was from the beginning. Don't worry. Why have my we lost died. Simon now, though? What's going on here? This is fucking ridiculous. But as my phone was dying, it looked like Simon was saying like the most smartest, wisest, no. intelligent thing. Impossible. I was so sad I was missing it. No, that's. I think we both know that's not the case. Did Simon's phone now die as well? Is that what could possibly be going on? That'd be nice. So I wouldn't be the only one who let the podcast down. I have two boxes here. It says Kamar Hargadon waiting and Simon waiting. And now we've just lost Simon. Okay. I've, I've been calling every line. Oh, the other thing was that when I was talking about that detective they took down... Yeah. Is uh remember he was like, Oh, they took it down for a bite mark. I was like, Joe's that's impossible. He said DNA in a bite mark. Okay, so it was really DNA then. The bite mark was just like a There's some sort of uh, we're left for thing. Okay, there. <laughs> this guy started like a hundred FaceTime conversations. Yeah, well, I don't know how this other one's there. How do I get rid of that? Fuck. I was I was I was panicking, Simon. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just telling uh, Matt how I, you just said the wisest thing, but my phone went dead, and I was just left hanging on your words of wisdom. What did I say? Well, I he'll don't never know. know. He'll it's lost. He'll have to wait till Tuesday to find <laughs> out. But Matt assured me he didn't say shit, so yeah, I sure wait to Tuesday. Well, I just said it couldn't have been as poignant as Kamar was building it up to be. That's why, because I couldn't remember you saying something that made me go, oh, my God. Chances are. Um, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about Bigfoot. It couldn't have been that point. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. All right, well, let's rate this and uh, end this podcast, yeah. if we could. Let's start with uh, Kamar this time. Kamar, you want to rate this guy? We know you're going to rate this one like a fucking six and a half. You were, <laughs> you were on this guy's jock. I think it's that thing, though, when, like I said, the first podcast, I was concerned about the conversation that was going to result because of it. And just, I was spreading every guest, but this was interesting, and uh, I don't know. I give it three and a half. Okay. Simon? I'll give it a two. 
Simon's too much jujitsu. Jujitsu. Too much jujitsu. Yeah. Um, I'll give this one, uh, I'll still give it a three. I didn't mind, you know, so much of the jujitsu talk. I just think this one should have been labeled an MMA. And under our rules, we should have been able to fucking skip this one. Ah, you should have said that from the beginning. I would have agreed. I don't think it was an (laughs) MMA, but... I know you would have agreed. That's not the point, though, is we have fucking rules. I'm not here to bend or break rules. Like, we set them up. Yeah, yeah, just shoot me a text before we start the podcast. That's all. (laughs) Fuck. Whatever. I would have vetoed this in a second, even though I enjoyed it. And I'd recommend it. Okay. Well, um, to the listeners, if you made it this far, that's absolutely incredible. Normally, if you made it this far, that's great. But, like, this is a particularly shit episode due to the remoteness of everyone. So if you made it this far, wow, you must be um, in that top one percentile of listeners. Thank you so much. We appreciate the shit out of you. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, it's at JREE Podcast. You can also follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. You can get that Ottawa weather, weather report. <laughs> super. Are we doing a post, Joe? Simon looks so verklempt. We'll decide that in a minute. Uh, well, I just want to listen. Though, if we do post show, I've got fire. You've got fire. Okay. So there. If you're, so there. Well, that'll be the plug. You wait. Wait till I plug the Patreon. That's when you do the "I've got fire" thing, right? My bad. It's okay. You jump the gun. It happens to everyone. Um, we have a YouTube. There isn't going to be a YouTube for the next three weeks because, just technically speaking, this is a nightmare to work out for me, and I don't care to. Uh, but we do have a YouTube. It's youtube.com slash podcast. Go and hit that subscribe button right now. Uh, you don't have to do anything other than that. And, of course, the Patreon. If you want to support the show, uh, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, you can support the show for as little as $5 a month, and it will help us out a great deal. Now tell them you got fire, Kamar. Well, I've got the fire. We're going to be talking about Mr. Beast. We're talking about Wayne Gretzky. And uh, we're going to talk about Joe Rogan shooting a deer and not killing it on the first shot. Oh, God. Um, okay. Well, that was uh, that was an episode. Please forgive us. Like I said, we are locked down. So the next uh, couple episodes, unfortunately, are probably going to have to be like this. Um, that's it. What is it? What's the date? January 23rd? Is that when it's over, Simon? Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Okay. Well, either way, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week, weekend, and as usual, keep your eyes open, folks. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs>